0: Side Hustle Show 160, turning a service business into a passive income stream. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. And now, your host, Nick Loper. What's up, what's up, Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show. My guest today has all the outward appearances of a normal life. He's got a full-time job as a mechanical engineer. He's got a wife, three kids, a house. But he's also got a pretty cool side business repairing motorcycles in his spare time. Now, we're going to get into how Matt Boknock went uh, went about getting clients for that service business, which I think will parallel um, many other types of service businesses or freelance businesses. But where this side hustle gets exciting is how he's turned that service business into a passive income stream by selling video tutorials to people who want to do their own repairs. It's turned a local business global and a time for money business into a more time leveraged one. Now, people always say, you know, turn your customers questions into content. And here's a real example of, of someone doing just that. You can learn more about Matt's operation at com and howtomotorcyclerepair.com. Notes and links for this episode are at SideHustleNation.com slash bikes, where you'll also find a free PDF download with all of Matt's top tips from this call. Ready? Let's do this.
1: Well, I've been repairing motorcycles since I was a teen. Friends and family were asking me to fix their stuff. And one day when I was like 18 or so, you know, I fixed a few bikes on the side. Um, Nothing ever came of it. And then 10, 15 years later, and back in 2011, I decided to maybe take this a little further. And so I started, you know, the side business and I just work for my home garage.
0: Okay, awesome. Did, did you have any formal like training to work on Harleys or Honda bikes or, or anything like that? It's just like, hey, look, I, I love doing this. I know what I'm doing. Bring me your, bring me your bike.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, just self-taught. I did work at two shops while I was in high school, and then shortly after high school, before college. And that's pretty much how I learned and gained all the skills that I needed to fix these bikes.
0: How did you end up getting
1: your first customers? Uh, Craigslist, believe it or not.
0: Were people posting for, hey, I need help fixing my bike, or did you like proactively put an ad on there?
1: No, yeah. I put up an ad in the services section while I was working on my site. The site wasn't quite ready. I said, you know what, let's just put it on Craigslist because I know I'm not going to have a lot of traffic to my site in the very beginning. So I landed my first customer. And then after I started getting a little bit of traffic, I realized I didn't need the Craigslist ad anymore. So I really only had it up there for... A few weeks.
0: So, so the first people came through Craigslist. What what, do you remember? What your ad said? Like, did it? um, I love love Craigslist ads. It's the same way my wife got started with her photography business, and I was like, nobody's going to be looking for wedding photographers on Craigslist. But it's like it's such a high traffic site; people are looking for everything on there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it was like two sentences. Hey, I do motorcycle repair. I'm honest, reliable, uh, reasonable rates. Here's my number. It was basically that simple no pictures nothing okay and uh, i just left my cell phone number up there
0: that was the other craigslist ad tip that someone shared uh, on the blog a few months ago was like make sure you include uh, a picture in your ad and bonus points if that picture is an attractive female yeah (laughs) so next time if you you go back and advertise on craigslist again you can use that one
1: yeah i didn't even have any pictures to put up there so that's why i didn't you know i mean Uh, I was just starting out. So the guy like
0: rolls up or does he like bring the bike to your shop on the back of the truck? Like how does that customer
1: interaction go? And you're like, oh, it's just a dude in his garage. I remember this first customer. He actually, he brought it on a trailer because it was an ATV. So he brought it to me and I was nervous as hell because I'm like, You know, this is someone coming to my house and, you know, here it is. Here's my first customer, you know, so we chit chatted for a little bit. He dropped it off and then that's it. You know, I worked on it that night.
0: Yeah. And this is uh, this is around a 2011 time frame.
1: Yeah, it was like actually in October 2011.
0: How did you end up setting your your rates? Do you kind of look at what
1: the shops in the area were charging hourly? Yeah, shops around here charge anywhere from 80 to 100 an hour. So I figured when I first started, I'll charge 40. Actually, most of the customers never asked how much I was charging. They just said, here's what's wrong, fix it. So I had some time to think about how much I was going to charge. And I got a better idea once I dove into it on how long it was going to take and what I wanted to charge and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. And moving away from the hourly pricing, I think that's a smart move. So just, how much to fix my problem? Make this, make, make this pain go away.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: I know somebody's going to ask this, like, are there licensing requirements to run this kind of like industrial shop out of your own, out of your own home garage?
1: No. Um, the only thing I did is I set up an LLC and I am insured for garage liability. So, you know, theft, fire, you know, stuff like that. Also, what's important to me is to make sure that when I go for a test ride and I get pulled over by a cop for whatever reason, I have proof of insurance to ride that bike. So I'm covered for all that.
0: So some new some nuances to this particular uh, service business.
1: Right. Okay. So Craigslist gets the first few customers, and then you build the website. Yes, and it's a very basic website. I built to it myself. It's on WordPress. I think there's like seven pages on there.
0: This is the ChicagolandMotorcycleRepair.com. Yes. So kind of a brochure site says, "Hey, this is my this is my services. This is what I'm all about. Click here to
1: you know inquire today or whatever." Right. Exactly. I got a contact form page and most of the people i would say 80 90% of the people email me through there how did they how are people finding the site good question i think google maps is probably the number one referral so i have a Google Places business location or whatever. Okay, and they
0: keep changing the name of this Google Google Plus for business Google Places, you know whatever it is. But it's like Google Plus for specifically for businesses, and you can punch in is like because it's at your home. Like, did you just punch in your home address?
1: See, I'm gonna talk about the dos and don'ts of the whole homes. (laughs) Yeah, but basically. I made the mistake of putting my address on my website and also on Google Places. I have switched it to just uh, Mount Prospect, Illinois or whatever. And then in Google Places, I was able to not display my address. And I dragged the pin to the nearest intersection.
0: So they don't, they'll ask for the address, but it's not required to input it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because since it's at home, you know, you just kind of want to be a little safer. So I just kind of say, hey, I'm around this area. Yeah, this this is the area
0: that I serve. Any other secrets for getting, so you're, you're targeting Chicago motorcycle repair based on the uh, domain? Are you talking, you know, any other
1: keywords for people to find this thing? Well, yeah, that's the whole thing. When I was setting this all up, I'm like, well, I know that keyword research plays a role into this. I'm like, what what's the name going to be? And that's kind of what I ended up with.
0: And it seems to be working. People are finding the site, um, Google local. Uh, that's I mean, Chicago is a big city to rank any kind of local
1: search. So did you find it was tough to get exposure there? You know, I don't rank too well. I don't think if you Google it, but people are finding me and uh, I never really gave it that much thought. I mean, if the people are coming in and I have to decline a lot of work actually. So I never really dug deeper into that to tell you the truth.
0: Have you raised your rates since the beginning or you said you're going more
1: on the project? basis? I try to charge about 50 an hour.
0: And, and you're getting this work done either very early in the morning or very late at night?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, it it hasn't happened too often, but sometimes I'm out in the garage like 4.30 in the morning, 5 in the morning until about 6 o'clock, and I got the baby monitor on. So when my kids wake up, I'm like, oh, it's time to stop working. But mainly in the morning, I work on the other site that we're going to talk about in a second here. But the other time that I get a lot of work done is after 8 p.m. And you know, the kids are sleeping, the wife's on the couch watching some TV, and I just run out to the garage and work for an hour or two
0: okay well I appreciate you taking some time out of your work work hours this evening to to chat with me and to, and to share this with with side hustle Nation It's way
1: too cold to be in the garage tonight so <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> any other marketing channels that you found effective for getting getting traffic to that uh, to that website to learn about your service
1: Yeah you know how after you set up a website or a Google account or something uh, Google will send you a hundred dollars to spend on AdWords.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Like with your hosting account, okay. Exactly, yeah. So I'm like, well, why not spend this money? So I set up some simple campaigns and I remember one job it landed me. This guy from North Carolina called me and he's like, hey, um, I want to buy this motorcycle on eBay. It's right by you. I need some a third party to go and inspect it. Okay. I'm like, all right, sure, I'll do it. I'll do it for this much. He's like, okay. So uh, one night I ran out to... The location of his bike and inspected it for him, make sure it was exactly what the ad said. And that was basically one job I got from it.
0: Hey, entrepreneurs, we know that anyone with a side hustle loves finding new ways to save. So if your business takes you on the road, sign up for a free membership with Hertz Business Rewards Plus, sign up for Hertz Business Rewards today and earn three times credits during your first 90 days. So whether you're traveling for a side hustle or a main hustle, join for free at Hertz.com slash business rewards. Applies to base rate, taxes, fees, and options excluded. Additional terms and exclusions apply. Visit Hertz.com slash business rewards to learn more. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire but what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over three and a half million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, Is it, did you find that it spread from from word of mouth after after a certain number of projects?
1: Yeah, I mean the thing with like people with motorcycles—they all have friends who have motorcycles. So you get one guy in, he's happy with the service, he's happy to spread the word around, and definitely that word of mouth is probably my number one referral.
0: How how have you gone about productizing this or or turning turning this in? You know, from a service business, a lot of people are like, hey, you know, I. You know, I trade my time for money at my day job. Like, I'm not interested in doing that as a side hustle. I think this is really smart. So you know, tell me how you've gone about
1: kind of productizing this or, or pacifizing this business. I don't think that's a word, but but you know what I mean. At the time, I was following Ramit Sethi's blog. Mm-hmm. And I I saw that he was preaching, you can earn more. Your earning potential is limitless, right? So I'm like, how can I make more off of this, you know? So I put another Craigslist ad up for coaching. I'll, I'll fix your bike. You can watch me. I'll charge you 80 bucks an hour. Well, that flopped. So I'm like, all right, well, what else can I do? So I figured, you know, what if I can show people how to fix motorcycles and write some articles and do some videos and stuff like that. So on my Chicagoland motorcycle repair site, I wrote two blog posts and it basically goes through how to do something, some kind of repair or whatever. And then I'm like, why would I advertise a service to fix bikes, but yet show them how to do it? I'm like, that; those two don't mesh. So I kind of branched off and started a new site called HowToMotorcycleRepair.com, and that site is all about videos, articles, images on just how to fix your bike step-by-step. Step. So what I started doing is I would use the customer's bike that I would get from the service site. I would videotape the repair while making money off the labor. And then I would go and edit these videos and put them up on my YouTube channel and the howtomotorcyclerepair.com site.
0: Kind of two separate businesses targeting targeting the same customer or targeting similar customers the DIY people at How To Motorcycle Repair, and then the people who just want somebody else to do it for them at uh, Chicagoland Motorcycle Repair. Talk to me about YouTube because I'm looking at your account, 14,000 subscribers, for for someone who does very little with video, that seems really impressive. Like that's a ton, 3 million
1: lifetime views. <laughs> What's the secret sauce to YouTube? Well, think about it. Something as technical as taking some apart and putting it back together, I, I think video is the way to go. I mean, there's just no other way to do it, I think. You know, I mean, growing up as a kid, I read a ton of service manuals and I found that, you know, they skip some steps. I mean, they just go from one paragraph to an image and to the next. And it's like, whoa, what happened here? You know? So I think with video, there's, if you go step by step, you can't hide anything. And it's very clear to the person making that repair.
0: So, so you're writing, you're doing these videos and you're kind of like saying, you know, very specific titles. Here's how to fix, you know, blank problem on blank bike, right? Because it's a video like that just naturally shows up like nobody else is, is doing those type of videos. So they show up very well in, in search.
1: Yeah, I, I guess, um, The thing that the service site does is a specific problem comes in and I have a specific video to solve that problem. So other people out there with that problem are probably searching for those keywords. You know what I mean? So I think it's just easy to rank for this stuff.
0: We would see the same thing at Ford, right? You know, you'd start to recognize patterns like, oh, you know, what year vehicle? Okay, okay. I have an idea of of what's
1: going on over here. Yeah. And you know, when these bikes come in for service, that specific problem is so common that like, like my best viewed videos, it's like, it's amazing what these people comment. Oh yeah, I have the same issue with mine. Thanks for posting this video. So, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It works out real nice.
0: Are you monetizing the YouTube channel with, with
1: advertising or, or what? Uh, unfortunately, no. When I started the how to motorcycle site, I set up uh, an AdSense account because you need that for uh, Google Ads and the Google Ads on YouTube. Well, my account got canceled shortly after I set it up, and this was right in 2012, and I think that was the year where a lot of people got their accounts canceled for whatever reason. So I appealed it several times, and I never got anywhere, and that just still chaps my ass to this day. I don't know why Google won't let me have that account, but for whatever reason, I'm not monetizing on the videos.
0: Doing all the trouble to film and edit and, and post these videos, how's that funnel into uh, funnel into the
1: business? Are, are we getting into video sales now? Let's or? do it. So then I'm like, well, how can I monetize this content? You know, uh, another thing I tried doing is um, I set up uh, an account with Commission Junction. I, I really didn't make much. I mean, I put up all the affiliate links and everything, and I think in the first year or so I made like a hundred bucks. I was like, well, this isn't working like too
0: for, well. uh, like for parts retailers, uh, you link those up in the video descriptions.
1: Yeah. So the idea was, okay, I got this blog post with the video, some text and here are the affiliate links to buy those parts to help you fix your bike and they just weren't converting well. I didn't really like the dashboard or the, how it was integrated through CJ. I'm now an Amazon affiliate and that's much better. But anyway, I looked further into how I can monetize this and I just decided to sell the videos through Gumroad. And that's that's the, been the best thing for me. And what I like to do is sell the videos that are like three hours long, really advanced, and I, I know that people are searching for this content. I think that's
0: a really good idea. Uh, A couple questions on this front. First would be, how do you balance the content that you put out on YouTube for free versus what you put behind the the Gumroad paywall?
1: You know, a lot of the free videos are quick tips. Maybe they're only 10 or 20 minutes long, but the ones that I sell are like three, three and a half hours long, and it'll go like through the whole process of, for example, rebuilding an engine or rebuilding your carburetors. Um, A lot of the free content I give away Will just be snippets of such projects.
0: Do the specific snippets lead to certain, like, paid videos, or is it kind of separate?
1: Yeah. So, let's say I wanted to sell a full engine rebuild video for that model, but I also had 10 little videos that would be on that model, uh, like an oil change or tightening the chain or whatever. I try to put annotation links on all those videos to funnel into the main video that I want to sell.
0: Okay, tell me about annotation links. I don't know that I've ever used those on YouTube. How do they work?
1: If you go into the editor in YouTube, I forget which button it is, but it, I think it's annotations. You can put a text link. Hey, click here for the full rebuild video. Check it out.
0: Okay, and you and that links
1: to YouTube or that can link to your own site? I can do either or. I mean, I'm an approved website through YouTube, so I can do it either way. Oh, okay, shoot. That's really cool. Yeah, and actually with Gumroad... You can put an annotation link directly to the sales page because now YouTube has um, approved Gumroad as a merchant link. Oh, okay. A strategy I have for selling videos is putting like a nice sample up on YouTube and then linking out to the sales page.
0: Okay, so uh, the video is kind of like the teaser of the of the full three-hour video. Um, on the Gumroad sales page, are you allowed to embed video there or like, you know, a trailer video there?
1: Yeah, actually you can. Um, I normally just do images cause at that point they've already seen the sample. So I haven't really experimented with that too much.
0: Okay. Next question I have is, Hey, you know, three hours of content. This obviously took you a, a ton of time to film and edit. How do you
1: figure out how much to charge for that? You know, when I first started, uh, or my first video that I priced, uh, I decided on fourteen bucks, and that was based off I saw DVDs for sale for twenty-five or thirty bucks, and I'm like, well, I'll charge half, and I that was just an arbitrary number that I picked. So that's what I figured, and then uh, I've since then raised prices. How many of these are you? And it is all digital download. Yeah, digital download, or I can set them up as streaming. So when the customer buys it, they get an email, and they automatically start can start watching it. So what's nice about that is it's, it's maintenance free for me.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's passive income. I already created this asset. Exactly. Uh, That's really cool. Do you, you, how many, how many of these things are you selling every month?
1: Yeah. So I'm making uh, about five to 600 bucks a month selling videos. So about 30 sales. Nice. Yeah. Thanks. And just to give you a number on the service side, I'm averaging about 400 bucks a month in service. So the best thing is that my video sales have exceeded my Service income. I mean, I'm, I'm beating it every month, which is nice.
0: Yeah. And, and every new bike that comes in is new, <laughs> is new free content for you to, to turn into a video. Yeah, exactly. What's next for this? Do you see a, an opportunity to make the uh, video sales, um, you know, blow up even further?
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I really don't know. But what I actually started at the beginning of this year is um, on my how to site is two services engine rebuilding and carburetor rebuilding, plus video. So what that means is if you want your project videotaped, that's an extra perk I can provide free of charge. And what that's going to do for me is I'm going to get free content, I'm going to get paid to rebuild it, and then hopefully this will be a video that I can later then sell on my site. Okay, like somebody would pay for that just to watch your work why would why would somebody <laughs> pay for that they're gonna pay to have their engine rebuilt anyway and my my pricing is more competitive than the guy down the street but at the same time they're gonna get a video and i'm gonna hopefully sell the video
0: and now you're reaching co- customers uh not just in chicago but all over the all over the country all over the world that have these brands of bikes
1: exactly because services like that do exist and people do mail their engine to shops and i'll uh, have it repaired uh, so I figured, why why not offer that service, and then um, hopefully I can build my video library off that.
0: Yeah, it sounds like as the, you know, like you said, as the library grows, the Gumroad sales or the video sales will continue to, to increase along that, uh, along that path.
1: Yeah, and something else I'd like to do is, um, I got a book idea in mind, so I'd like to, that would incorporate text, images, and somehow get videos in there i'm not sure if that format's out there but
0: i'm sure i'm sure it's coming soon i think uh, the newer versions of kindle will probably uh if they don't have that feature already they probably
1: will soon yeah yeah just like an interactive book you know what i mean did you know that roughly
0: half of side hustle nation hasn't started their side hustle yet if that's you i get it starting and building a business is tough it takes more than just an idea there are tons of moving parts and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like A-N-D-S dot com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time
1: You know, all my videos are very niche and I probably need to step back and make a more general product that everyone that has a motorcycle would want to buy. Okay. Don't know what that product is, but, uh, you know, I'm definitely searching for it, you know? (laughs) Yeah, what that that third
0: piece of the, you know, uh, proverbial three three tiered pricing thing is going to be, you know, with the, the low end offering. And then the, uh, you know, the video, maybe the video is the low end offering the middle is like, I'm going to do it for you. And then, you know, what's at the top of that, uh, that pyramid of, you know, super high value, super high touch, right? Well, Matt, this is, uh, this is pretty eye opening stuff. I think a cool way a cool case study in something I'm interested in doing in my spare time. Anyways, here's a way to get paid for it. And by the way, here's a way to get paid twice for the same work. So I think that's uh, or, or get paid you know, create this content once get paid for it over and over again.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you can apply this business model to anything. I mean, fixing computers, dog training. I don't know. I mean, you know, if you get customers, find a way to monetize it passively.
0: There's two different paths that, that a lot of this goes, you know, is I'm going to figure out how to use my skill and then I'm going to, you know, productize it as you have. But a lot of times it ends up kind of facing the other way. It's facing, towards other people who want to, who, who want to do what you did. But I think it's cool to target the same, the same type of customer, same niche uh, of customers in uh, in a unique way. Thank you so much for joining me. I know this was a short and sweet one. So everyone, you can check Matt out at Chicagoland Motorcycle Repair. And then for the passive income business, it's howtomotorcyclerepair.com And Matt, we'll wrap it up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation.
1: Oh, man. It's a quote that I see every day when I pick up my son from uh, preschool. The quote is, the expert in anything was once a beginner. I love it. So true. Yeah. I mean, if I look back 20 years, I was just starting off and now look what this developed to, you know, or um, when I pick up my four-year-old from school, you know, they are these These kids are learning everything, you know, they they have everything to learn and look forward to.
0: That's very cool, Matt. Thank you so much for joining me
1: and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. All right. Thanks for having me.
0: So that's pretty sweet, right, Matt? Is uh, who's a listener of the show is earning eight hundred bucks, a thousand bucks a month, um, with his side business and scaling up the portion that doesn't directly involve his time. I think as this thing progresses, those assets that he's building will just continue to serve him for for years down the road. And I really like how he shared some of his trials and missteps during. Um, you know, in the process of turning the service business into a little bit more uh, of a passive operation, before finding something that works selling those video tutorials. And after the call, Matt, uh, since we kind of went uh, pretty, this is a pretty quick, uh, quick and dirty interview. He sent me some some dos and don'ts. Uh, he sent me some bullet points of uh, some other tips. I want to share those really quick, because I think there's some valuable uh, stuff in there. Uh, first on his list of dues was to add a customer review section on his site for testimonials and to Google Places. I think Google Places is really important for local search. Also Yelp. He says make sure to add you know your Google Places or Google Local, whatever it's called these days. You just you don't have to show your address. You can show a general service area or an intersection. Like he talked about, dragging the pin to the center of his little town. He talked about attending events like. Motorcycle clubs and other kind of organizations locally, where his target customers might be hanging out, and beyond that, targeting a uh, affluent customer, uh, the, those ones who are spending money on more expensive bikes and can afford to um, spend money on repairs. He he said specifically, like I don't repair scooters. Those customers, uh, you know, are are cheap in his <laughs> in his words, not mine. So I like kind of like he's like, hey, you know, picking your picking who you serve as part of it. And he talks about giving a personalized service, sending pictures and updates to the customer and giving them like a full uh, recap of what's going on. And he talks about you know, in all the years I've been doing this, uh, he's only had one person trying to negotiate to which he said no. And he's like, I just keep kind of bumping up my rates bit by bit. On his list of don'ts, he says, don't get business cards. I've never need them or I've never, I've never had them and never have needed them. He says that's a wantrepreneur move. And for, for a business like this, I, I probably agree with that. He says, don't put your cell phone on there. He says, I use Google Voice. And, uh, you know, the voicemail um, gives a pretty good transcript for that. The other tips that he's got is that a lot of this business, we kind of talked about this, comes from word of mouth. Bikers have friends who are bikers, and they're really happy to say I got a guy. Hey, I know I've got my go-to person to, uh, to take care of this for me. And this kind of reminds me of a, a show I heard, you know, a couple years back on freelancing. It's like the only reason somebody is on, uh, Upwork or Elance or guru.com or freelancer.com is because they don't have a guy. They don't have that go-to person or girl to get whatever they need done. And, you know, here's your chance to be that person and you never know who they know. If you can work your way into that person's network, like every, Think about that way. Like, every job you do, it's not necessarily one customer. It's that customer, plus everybody else. They know, potentially, if you do a really good job. On the tech side, uh, Matt said, Hey, I started with a $40 refurbished flip cam, a $30 tripod, and a $300 uh, laptop, and the free video editing software, Windows, Windows Movie Maker. Same same video editing, editing software that I've used for my videos. And he says... My best-selling video was originally put up for free on YouTube. It's like, I just removed part of it and then put it up for sale. It says that YouTube, uh, to re- reiterate that YouTube sample strategy, was to put up a nice sample and um, just don't give away the whole meat and potatoes of it and use those annotation links, uh, you know, to your website or to uh, now Gumroad directly. Now, I want you to think about how you could... Apply Matt's tips to your own service business. I think there's a lot of parallels here that uh, that we can all kind of uh, work on and and work from. Now, if Matt's strategies sound like something you could implement in your own niche, be sure to grab the free PDF uh, highlight reel with all his top tips from this conversation at sidehustlenation.com slash bikes or through the link in the episode description of your podcast player app. Thank you guys so much for listening. I've got some fun um, and actionable episodes coming up, but until then, let's go out there, make something happen, and I'll catch you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show. Hustle on. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com.